you know, I have to keep reminding you to take out the garbage, even though that's supposed to be your responsibility. It ends up making me feel stressed because I feel like I have to, you know, keep remembering everything. And and I've just had too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to have to be responsible to remind you to do a chore just like I have to remind the kids. This week, a new study of moms found that the husbands actually provide more stress to the household than the kids do. What does Dr. Karen Sherman think of that? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, the brilliant Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, so Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and she is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. Um Today, we're going to talk about how, uh, well, at least according to moms, husbands cause more stress than their children do. Um, <laughs> and, and so there was a survey done. Um, so this is like not a super scientific uh, thing here, but, uh, you know, there's something to be gleaned from this kind of information. So there's a survey of 7,000 moms, uh, and they said that 46% attributed their husband's cause caused more stress in their lives than their children did. Um, my, my, I, I just want to get a first reaction from you. Does this surprise you? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, you know what I, what I'll say right up front is when I read the study, what did surprise me is that it came out of England. This was not even in America. So I thought to myself, wow, so this is really a universal feeling. This is not just something that is in our society. So that's what surprised me. But the finding, no, although if I'm going to be fair, based on other podcasts that we had, it it is a survey. um, It's 46%. Um, which is a very high number, but it's still less than half. So I do want to point that out. But no, hearing this, I I laugh to myself. I hear this comment all the time, hmm. both professionally and personally. So I do want to. Um, I do want to. I don't. Uh, clarify something really quick, which is the survey okay. was done by Today.com. As okay. In, as in, the, I think th- like the Today Show. So okay, not uh, so. The article appeared, and at least the one that I sent you appeared in the Mirror, which ah. is a British publication. But I don't necessarily know that um, the the study itself was done 
on the British. I think it was actually done with today.com visitors, which could technically be from around the world because it's a website. Uh, so I, I just wanted to clarify that, but the, the okay. fact that the mirror is commenting wait, 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 wait. on it. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate that. However, the reason I went to England right away, or maybe it was even Australia, they called mom, mum, M-U-M. Well, right. That is not a term that we use here. Right. But I think that was only done because it was appearing in the mirror, which is a British publication. And that was their, uh, like their style guide. Um, again, okay. I don't, it, it's today.com, which means, uh, you know, on hitched, uh, we have, geez, 70 different countries that visit our website. So, um, I think your point about it being universal and the fact that the mirror would think that it would be of interest to the British audience demonstrates that it mm-hmm. is a feeling that resonates a bit with that audience, uh, which is why I would think that they would share it. So I think your point on that is well taken. Okay. But I may be wrong. It wasn't done just in England. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Um, So a a, a lot of moms uh, complained that they carry the stress of having a quote unquote big kid or a big child. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I've heard this my entire life as well. And I know this is a common comment. What do you think about moms or maybe it's not appropriate to put it on thinking about moms, but like, what do you think about that comment or what using that language? Is there, is there any benefit to using that kind of language? Well, I think it depends on who you're saying it to. So if one mom is saying it to another mom, I think there's a benefit because they immediately know what they're talking about. I think if you say it to your husband, it's going to be rather insulting. (laughs) So, you know, um, I, as I said, I think that it's an expression that two moms will very easily understand what, what the other one is making reference to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a, it's a shortcut in order rather than explaining a whole bunch of behavior. Um, but I think if the husband hears himself being referred to as a big kid, he might to some degree say, yeah, I love being a kid, you know, and, and that's what makes me be able to play with the kids so much. And there is some benefit to that. Mm -hmm. But I think if it's being said in a way of, you're so stressful to me, you're like having another kid, you you know, you're just a big kid. Uh I I think understandably he would be very insulted by that. Um, I, I agree. Uh, and that would also apply, I'm assuming if they say that while the husband is present. So they might be talking to somebody else, but they described their husband that oh, way. Oh, sure. Right. Oh, sure. Um, what, so one of the things I was thinking about this, um, particularly when I was writing the question, I was thinking, uh, particularly when it's used in a derogatory manner, not like this, this guy is so playful and what a great daddy is. Right. He's such a big right. kid, but in a derogatory term of, you mm-hmm. know, I can't believe I have to take care of yet another human being because he's incapable mm-hmm. of doing it himself. This mm-hmm. seems like a derogatory term, Um, that Mm -hmm. we know is not beneficial in the same way of a husband saying that, uh, it as a shortcut that their wife is a ball and chain. Right. So, which is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, no, we know we have research that nagging actually helps a husband. We have that research. Okay. Um, but is that <laughs> nagging though? Is, is calling cause you're not, I, there's nothing. 
I decided to go that way, Steve. Okay. I You're love it. You. And I decided to go that way. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking the follow-up questions. Um, okay. Uh, but I, I just did want to point out that we, you know, also from the research that we've talked about many times on the podcast of, like, if you have a group of friends who are divorced and you go into that group and you all talk about how terrible your relationship is, um, it's really tough to turn that off when you go home and then feel all lovey-dovey about your spouse when all you've been talking about is how terrible partnership is. Sure. Um, and sure. so I, I just wanted to raise the, the concern or the issue of if you get into a group, even if you're friends, if you're using it as a shorthand or a shortcut, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big firm believer that language matters. And so if you're using it that way, um, and it becomes a bash fest on, what, oh, absolutely. Pain, pain no, the, you know, I'm playing with you, but I, I totally know. I absolutely know that. Yeah. Your point is absolutely well taken. And as I said, I think that if you were to uh, respond with the der- not only derogatory words, but also an uh, intonation, because intonations count a lot, right. um, that is a put down, it, it's only going to be destructive to the, to the relationship. Yeah. And so what would be a more productive thing to do um, if somebody's listening to this and being and, and they do think, you know what? there might be a better way, uh, to, to have this conversation with my friends, because look, the, the, you know, almost half of the women who took the survey did feel that their husbands were a stress mm-hmm. in their relationship. So, I mean, there is a legitimate issue to bring up. So what would be a more productive way to bring that up? Whether with, you know, we'll, we'll talk about like just in a group of people. Well, if you're in a group of people, I think that this is good not only in the group, but for one's self, which is to take a different perspective, um, to see the forest for the trees, so to speak. I often, when I'm working with clients, say to them that you have to look at the whole picture of who the person is. And if, by and large, the person offers you more positive, more good, no person is going to be perfect. And so, try to change your focus a little bit. Look at the benefits that you're getting and that even with the negative traits, with negative, with every trait, there's an upside and a downside. So, you know, maybe at times, um, you know, as we were saying before, like, you know, he's a big kid and that's what allows him to be so playful. That is, that is a real benefit. Um, so that's the good part of that personality. Um, you know, or maybe the complaint is, you know, I have to do everything and I'm, I'm responsible for everything. So that's, that's like, you know, so I have to be responsible for one more kid. Well, the plus side of that is that if he's letting you take charge of everything, then you don't have to get into as many squabbles. He sort of turned over the reins to you and you can look at it that way. Um, you know, so much in life is the way you look at things. Um, and we know that misery, I'm using a lot of cliches today, but (laughs) misery loves company. Negativity, negativity begets negativity. But in the other direction, the more that you can look for the positive, the more you're going to see positive. So if, you know, everybody's like validating each other in this group and yeah, yeah, right. Can you believe this? Can you believe that? And Mm -hmm. if somebody says, okay, but at the end of the day, 
you know, here's what we do have to be thankful for, or here's what we do have to appreciate. And you can start to look at some of those things. I do think that that would be much more productive. Okay. So really at the end of it, so you can, you can vent all this stuff and it's, it's okay to do that so long as you don't let it override the conversation of yes. potential benefits yes. that are there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, now if you feel, uh, your husband is a source of stress and, and, and isn't helpful, um, we're talking about different interpretations of this kind of phrasing. How do you start the conversation mm-hmm. with your husband to get uh, him on the same page as you so that he actually lowers your stress level and and isn't a contributing factor? Well, like, you know, how, how many times have I really said the same thing? So basically, you're going to approach somebody and say, you know, take them off the hook and say, look, you may not even be aware of this. Because you don't want to start a conversation in an accusatory fashion. Once you do that, the person's defenses come up and you're not going to get heard. So you start out saying, like, I don't know if you realize this, you may not be aware of this, I'm sure, or, you know, I'm sure you don't do this intentionally. And then you speak objectively about the behavior that's upsetting you and say, you know, and, and when that happens, I end up becoming very stressed, you know, and if the, you know, if he then says, well, there's no reason to get stressed, you say, hold it. You know, I'm just telling you how I feel and different people react to things differently. And I'm sharing with you that this is how it makes me feel. So I'm coming to you because rather than it be, you know, something that gets as a, you know, uh, an obstacle between us, what can we do so that, you know, we can alter things a little bit so that you are more aware of what I'm feeling and then I'm not feeling a stress. Let's work together on this. Um, it's really important that the, the male not feel like he's being attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, And very often I find that when you're speaking to guys, and I know that this is a generalization, but if you speak to them in terms of teamwork, they get it more. So if you phrase it as, you know, let's let's think about this more as a team, or let's think about ways that we can solve this, because again, men are more problem solvers, but not accusing them and say, you know, again, I'm I'm repeating myself now, Mm -hmm. you didn't. You know, you you may not even be aware of this, but when, you know, I have to keep reminding you to take out the garbage, even though that's supposed to be your responsibility, it ends up making me feel stressed because I feel like I have to, you know, keep remembering everything. And and I just have too much on my plate. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to have to be responsible to remind you to do a chore just like I have to remind the kids. And do to do you, their chores. Yeah. And do you dig down at that point? Um, or is that it? Do you, I mean, so do you dig down and say like, is there anything like what, why don't you do it? Or is there anything that's preventing you from doing it? Or, well, I would do that if I brought this up three times, Got it. Okay. I would then go back and say, you know, I, I mentioned to you about not wanting to remind you to do what we've decided would be your tasks. And I've mentioned it to you now three times that it really upset me. And I think you're listening to me. You know, I, I, at the end of the conversation, I felt like, you know, we came to an agreement and yet 
I, I had to still do it a couple more times, and I'm not sure why that's happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't, you know, guys don't really like necessarily to go start becoming analytical. But if, if to me, a pattern is three times, if you have brought something up three times and it's still not being addressed, then I would say I'm sort of wondering, like, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, because we are talking about parents here, because this is a, the stress comparison to children, mm-hmm. um, would it be beneficial to bring up the fact that you are modeling behavior for your kids? And- I think that's a great idea, Steve. Okay. I think that's a great idea. Okay. And I, again, I wouldn't point a finger and say, you know, you're right. modeling this. I would say we have, we are the models for our kids. Mm-hmm. So that again, he's not feeling like he's bad. Right. And I'm going to address that when you say to me, do you have anything more to add? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, I was going to add on to that, but I, I think I don't want to steal any thunder there. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that was mentioned is that the moms rate their average level of stress at eight and a half out of 10. Mm. That seems really high and unhealthy to me. So... Do you have any general tips for moms to help lower that number a bit? Well, you know, I think, again, we've discussed this in uh, podcasts in the in the past, but I think, you know, talking to a friend, so that's why the venting isn't a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Just don't go overboard with it. Take some time out for yourself. You may feel like, well, I just don't have time. But in the long run, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't take a few minutes for yourself, whether it's having a cup of tea, whether it's just sort of uh, zoning out for five, 10 minutes, whether it's reading a book, you know, just taking some time for yourself. Um, Exercise is a great stress buster. Um, Watching a funny movie or a funny TV show. But the, the... all kinds of things that you would do for stress in general would certainly be applicable here. Um, meditating is a wonderful way to bring your stress down. We know that there are gobs and gobs of research about how uh, meditation you know, brings down your stress levels. So there's a lot of things that can be done. And even for moms that feel that their partners do help them. We live in a stressful world. So uh, doing things to help you relieve your stress is certainly uh, in order to live a more healthy life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to add a, a technical aspect to what you just recommended, which I think are, those are all great recommendations. Um, as far as like the meditation goes, there are meditation apps to help guide you through the process. Yes. Um, I know there's like online resources and things like that as well. Um, when it also comes down to, we live in a stressful world. Um, I, there's like two recommendations I have on that one. One, get out of like the, get off of social media for a bit because Mm -hmm. that's where you hear a lot of venting from other people, which just raises your stress level or Mm -hmm. be more thoughtful about the, what the information that you do consume when you go online, because there are sites and sources out there that are dedicated to nothing but feel good information. And that can also help calm you a little bit. So yes, those are great. And also don't watch the news so much. Limit the amount of news that you take in because there's just so much difficult news, challenging news out there that, again, as you take it in, it's going to have a negative impact on you. Right. And I would even recommend um, 
also rather than like watching news, which I know a lot of people do, and that's the easiest way to consume it, um, read it in the newspaper because then you don't get the emotion that's associated with a lot of what you Mm. see on television because you'll see frustration or anger or whatever it might be, um, tapped into whatever it is. And instead you can kind of stay informed, but you know, leave out a lot of the emotional baggage that you often get on television. So, yeah, very good points. Um, These are all great points, Karen, and I know that you mentioned that you have something else to add, so go ahead. Well, one of the things that was in the article that caught my attention, uh, because through my years of uh, working with people, this is a common thing that comes up all the time, that men stated that they would really like it if when they did do things that were were helpful, if the women would appreciate it or or feel like they did a good job. Um, Very much we find that there are differences in the female brain and the male brain. And men are much more tuned into being adequate, doing a good enough job. They're much more productive oriented. And so um, I think it is important that if guys are doing something, especially things that you've asked them to improve, that you notice it and that you comment on it. That being said, I am sure that there are millions of women who would say, and I would also like mm-hmm. some appreciation for the things that I do because I'm handling so much in the family. I'm overseeing so many of the tasks and the running of the family, and that doesn't get appreciated. So I think it's important on both ends that partners be cognizant of letting the other partner know that they matter. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, a simple expression of, wow, that was a great job, or I can't believe how much you do, or, you know, it's, it's so impressive, would really go a very long way. Yeah. I, that is said, I love that. Um, I, that wasn't what I was thinking earlier, but I can't remember what it was because I think what that point was so, so much better than what I was going to say. Um, and this brings me back to something that I, I feel like I've brought up in the past, which I think is super important is extending, uh, courtesies, uh, to your spouse and mm-hmm. executing just, just common etiquette toward your spouse, because we know that we, the people we get closest to, we then start to take for granted And, you know, it might be your spouse, um, just doing a little thing for you that of course, like, why wouldn't they, you asked them, they brought it to you or whatever it may be. Thank yous are always appreciated. Absolutely. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's just a recognition that like, I see you, um, even if Mm -hmm. that you don't say it that way, but that is the recognition. And it's crazy how those little things keep the bond stronger as the years pass. For sure. For sure. And as we have said so often, we do that at the beginning of a relationship and then it starts to fade. And for really the little amount of effort it takes, there's so much payback for it. So it's really important that, um, you know, we, we do remember to acknowledge one another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, this is great, Karen. Um, I think we can wrap it up there. So uh, before we go, thank you so much for your time. It is always a pleasure. Thank you. 
Um, I do want to remind you guys that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information and more at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, of course, you can find this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, you can also find the entire archive to our podcast, uh, which is, um, geez, four, five hundred. I don't even remember anymore, but it's we're talking hundreds. Um, I think it's around five hundred, if not more. Um, thousands of articles uh, with t- just relationship advice spanning everything from in-laws to sex to money so uh if you have any questions we have a nice little search box there that hopefully will help uh answer your questions and uh and then we have a newsletter that goes out weekly that is free to keep you up to date on all the latest information so hopefully check that out and with that we are going to wrap it up so take care everybody